You're listening to the Mark and Russia broadcast, episode 107, and I'm Mark. In a world where truth is often elusive and hard to find, where the masses wander aimlessly, looking for something or someone to believe in. From the far north comes the help and truth that people seek. The Mark in Russia podcast is a broadcast from the belly of the bear in Chelyabinsk, Russia, and is aimed straight at your heart and soul. So strap yourself in for the ride and don't be a wussy. Okay, first I want to announce a, well, let's call it a language alert. If you're under 18 or if some foul language offends you, then you really need to turn off this episode now. You see, there's really no other way to emphasize the topic or severity of the topic without some salty language thrown in. At least not for me there isn't. So, if you'll be offended, leave now and I'll produce a clean language broadcast in about a week or so. Hell, you've waited since July for this one, and another week or so won't hurt you. All right, now, leave now, or forever hold your criticism concerning the language. Okay, if it offends you, I hope you're gone already. I want to talk a bit today about the death of the first Ebola patient in the USA. Thomas Eric Duncan was a Liberian national and also the first person out of a potential huge number of people in America to die of this horrible disease. It's rather fitting that he is called by his first, middle, and last name. You see, it's an American tradition to reference all three names when we speak of assassins. Think of Lee Harvey Oswald or James Wilkes Booth. The list is actually quite long. For some reason, we've referred to them by all three names. Well, one exception would be Sirhan Sirhan, who assassinated Robert Kennedy. But then again, he was just some asshole from an Arab country. They had only two names and both of them the same. Yeah, woohoo, great. All right, let me first read the statement from the hospital concerning his death, along with a little bit from his family. So I'm just quoting now from the hospital. It is with profound sadness and heartfelt disappointment that we must inform you of the death of Thomas Eric Duncan this morning at 7.51 a.m., a spokesman from the Texas Health Presbyterian Hospital said in a statement. Well, spokesman, not very political correct. Now for USA, should be spokesperson or something. Mr. Duncan succumbed to an insidious disease, Ebola. Ebola, excuse me. He fought courageously in this battle. Our professionals, the doctors and nurses in the unit, as well as the entire Texas Health Presbyterian Hospital Dallas community, are also grieving his passing. We have offered the family our support and condolences at this difficult time, the statement said. In a statement, Duncan's partner, what the fuck is this? What is this partner crap? It's not his wife, so it's his living girlfriend or I don't know what. 
if it's a girl. I have no idea. America is a very confusing place now. Anyhow, in a statement, Duncan's partner, Louise Tro, who is in quarantine, expressed her thanks to the Dallas community, her church, and the Liberian community for their support. Our deepest sympathies go out to his father and family in Liberia and here in America. Eric was a wonderful man who showed compassion toward all, the statement said. Now, that's the end of those two statements. Now, my statement, I, on the other hand, am profoundly happy that this piece of Liberian garbage is dead. Furthermore, I hope he suffered a whole hell of a lot before he did die. Wow. I can hear the intake of breath already and others who are convinced that I will go immediately to hell for this statement. And of course, others who are hoping I will. Yet I can assure you that I won't. Let's take a short look at this asshole who is now eulogized as a, quote, wonderful man who showed compassion towards all. Now, he may have been a compassionate man and a wonderful one at that, but the last couple of weeks of his life had erased any good he ever did prior to that. Why do I say that? Well, let me expound on the Thomas Eric Duncan story. Now, first of all, this is a Liberian. He is not American, nor does he hold U.S. citizenship or even a green card. In his hometown in Liberia, he saw two of his landlord's children, plus two of his neighbors, die of Ebola. And at that time, he also realized that he had helped carry one of the two to the hospital in a taxi. He didn't know it was Ebola at the time, obviously. Now, these were compassionate acts, and he should be commended for this help that he gave these people. But these are the last compassionate acts of his putrid ending life. You see, as soon as old Eric discovered that these kids had Ebola, including the one he handled while getting her into a taxi, he figured he was a goner. But instead of just kissing his own sorry, bony ass goodbye, he decided to become an assassin, kind of a modern-day typhoid Mary. In short, he ended his life as a selfish, murdering asshole. He was a driver for FedEx, and the first thing he did was quit his job. The second thing he did was go for a visa interview at the American consulate there in Liberia. Now, I've got to say that here in Russia, I've seen a hell of a lot of very good people be denied a visa for what seemed like no reason at all. Uh, But there in sunny Africa, apparently a jobless, unemployed driver with family in the USA seemed like a good risk, and apparently the consulate felt for sure he would return. It should be mentioned here that Liberia also has the absolute worst non-return rate on U.S. visas in the world. In other words, they travel to the U.S. as tourists, and then they never come back. They never leave America. But because I gave up the bullshit American habit of speaking politically correct, let's call this as we should. Russians are white, European, and educated. America is not looking for these traits anymore in immigrants or intending immigrants. But if you are a black African, even if from a hotbed of Ebola, you are one of Barack Hussein Obama's people. And he wants you in the USA. So come on over, Eric. Well, this selfish asshole only wanted to come to America because he thought that he might get treated there and live. Well, I can hear the minds clicking right now, thinking, well, you really can't blame the guy for trying to do what he did in order to survive. Well, guess again. I can blame him and will. 
He saw with his own eyes how it spread throughout the place where he was living in Liberia. And as he boarded the first flight to Belgium, hung out, hanging out at the airport there, waiting for his connecting flight to Washington, and then in Washington, waited in the airport for his final flight to Dallas, he knew damn right well that he was possibly infecting every person who came within a meter of him. He knew this very well, yet this selfish asshole kept on coming and infecting. A piece of shit intending illegal immigrant coming to my country to save his worthless foreign ass rather than acting like a man and not taking women, children, men, ambulance drivers, etc. with him. How can any pathetic clown other than his mother speak of this piece of crap in such glowing terms? The pussy died anyhow, but not without first spreading death on a very wide trail, I'm sure. Now, since this ass wipe mean, means nothing to me anyhow, let's think about the medical, medical cost to keep his sorry foreign ass alive for the nine days he spent in the hospital in America. These costs are estimated to be about a million dollars just for the hospital alone, and that doesn't include the cleanup project or the cost to keep the other sorry-ass Liberian illegal aliens in a five-store resort as they are kept for 21 days to see how many of them now have it. Are the American taxpayers going to get this money back from his family and friends? Ha! No. The American taxpayers have just been forced to spend about a million bucks to try to save this selfish asshole. And when it comes time for an actual American's elderly mom to go into the hospital with Ebola from this patient zero, she will not see this level of care and will die in an agonizing manner, I'm sure. Maybe now you can just barely begin to understand why I hope he died in agony. Can't yet? Well, let me play an audio clip from the asshole's nephew here in America. And I have no doubt that the asshole nephew is also an illegal alien in the USA. You're going to hear the radio talk show host and constitutional scholar Mark Levin now. The man is a fountain of information and a pleasure to listen to, if you can handle the truth. So the Liberian who came to this country illegally was going to be prosecuted by his own country, may have spread that deadly disease to others, absolutely irresponsible, didn't care about anybody else. He died. And then we have true nutjobs in this country who are claiming he didn't get the medical attention that he should have gotten as early as he should have gotten it, because he's black. This is a uh, this is a sickness. This radical racism, an absolute sickness. People expose themselves to illness and death, them in their own cases, to take care of this man who was here illegally. They didn't turn him back at the border and send him home, which is exactly what they should have done white, black, or in between. And Ebola, once it spreads in a society, it doesn't know race. So we have these fools. We have this guy, Joseph Weeks, who was, uh, what, nephew to Thomas Duncan on MSLSD today. And they only booked him on there because what he was going to say was controversial, and they have no ratings. Here's what he says to this Ronan Farrow. Cut to go. 
Why do you think your uncle was turned away from the hospital initially? I mean, they, they, they uh, again, he didn't have insurance, and uh, he's a poor black man. He had a very deep accent coming from West Africa, and I, I believe they, they didn't believe that he deserved the care that, uh, you know, everybody else should get. And you don't treat people like that. Ah, shut up, you idiot. Shut up, you idiot. Yeah, they sat there and said, he has an accent, he's a black man, so send him away. He came here illegally. He came here illegally. And he received the greatest treatment any people could give to another person. That's why he came here illegally. In violation of Liberian law, in violation of our law. This man, seriously, God rest his soul, but he was Absolutely irresponsible in what he did. Now his nephew dares to say that he was initially turned away because he had an accent and because he's black and you don't treat people that way? I've had it up to here with this bull you-know-what. And the whitest of whites, Ronan Farrow. Man of the streets. Throws the softball question out there. The left. The left is just as contemptible as it gets. And then there's Dallas County Commissioner John Wiley Price. Yesterday, he's asked a question by a reporter at CBS Dallas, Jack Fink. This guy is a Dallas County Commissioner. Cut four, go. Dallas County Commissioner John Wiley Price was blunt. He said Texas Health Presbyterian Hospital originally sent Thomas Duncan home three days before he was diagnosed with Ebola because he's African American and uninsured. And it's, and it's historically what has happened in this community. If, if a person who looks like me shows up without insurance, they, they don't get the same treatment. Oh, bull crap. First of all, he's African-American. I thought he was African-African, Mr. Producer. This guy's Liberian, wasn't he? So people look like him, and they don't get medical treatment. Well, I, I didn't know this. Because it's a lie. Have you ever been to an emergency room? It's a rainbow coalition in there. People from all walks of life. It just amazes me. It just amazes me. No responsibility for the man coming here illegally from Liberia, a Liberian, who feels he may have this disease, Given the circumstances of what was going on in the apartment he was staying at, the landlord's two kids died, and two neighbors died, he quits his job quickly, rashly, leaves the country, lies to the Liberian officials at the airport, flies to the United States through Belgium, and now we're a racist country again. It's the white man's responsibility. The white man did this. Because, you know, whites aren't treated this way, just blacks. Now, this is, this, this is just so diabolical. 
Well, the man is now dead, and his lazy, greedy family here certainly will not offer to pay for his medical bills. No, they'd rather say that this is such a racist country. Apparently, nobody told the millions of shiftless illegal immigrants from South and Central America, along with approximately one-third of Mexico's population living in the United States illegally. Yeah, also quite a bunch of illegals in the Liberian community living in the States. They apparently don't feel that this is such a racist country, or why would they be crawling out from under their rocks to come here? And this jerk brought himself to a, uh, a community full of minorities. He's the one who infected that area. He chose a minority area. It had nothing to do with whites. The usual suspects are trying to gin up charges of racism there in Dallas, as they recently did in Ferguson, Missouri. Well, I'm white, and I'm proud as hell of it. And from my perspective, although there are a majority of blacks who are fine people, there are also a much larger percentage of their population that are extremely racist compared to whites in America. Think about it. We now have a horrible Marxist coward and failure of a president in the good old USA who also happens to be black. He was elected because whites elected him. Blacks are only 12% of the U.S. population, and even though 96% of the blacks who voted voted for Obama twice, and yeah, you heard me right, that's 96% of blacks who voted voted for a black man. Now, who's racist? Anyhow, he would not be president except for the white vote. A bunch of troublemakers who want the blacks to find a reason to riot. By the way, they always riot in their own neighborhoods and burn down and loot from their own businesses. Since I'm not politically correct, I'll go ahead and say what most non-rioting people are thinking. Are you retarded or just plain stupid? Now, I've seen black riots since the 1960s, and not once have I seen them screwing up a white area. And this is because the folks who do this are pussies, and their asses would be shot full of holes and left for dogs to eat. Say what you will about whites, but we greatly outnumber you, and we have a history, remember? Plus, we have plenty of guns and know how to use them. Smart blacks know this and understand it. Stupid blacks just listen to the race baiters and anarchists, who, by the way, often happen to be white, and then they just do stupid things. Now, you're not a stupid race, and you're an, you're an important part of American society. Understand this and act the part. We're in this crap together. Don't let this asshole who's president divide you up and turn us into a us-against-them crap. When you hear someone uh, like this asshole nephew making all blacks look stupid with that ass clown thieving Jesse Jackson standing by his side, you need to say something and at least let it be known that these jerks don't speak for you. Well, as usual, I'm going way off track here and I'd actually like to wrap things up now. The topic isn't finished and this is really just starting. Time will tell what happened from patient zero or let's just call him Ebola Bob. The leaders in Washington, jerks that they are, you know, the masters of the universe, have already let it be known that they will not prevent flights from the Ebola-infected countries from coming freely to the USA. They no longer feel, well, actually this batch of leftist Marxists never did, that their main job is to protect and to serve the citizens of the USA. Instead, they will do nothing to shut down the borders of America in order to protect Americans from the filth and scourge uh, spilling over our borders, including crime, including disease, including deadly disease. 
apparently it's now a right for any citizen of the world to head to America for medical treatment and we'll take care of them. Well, from these asses, it doesn't surprise me at all. The thing that does, or perhaps better to say, the thing that did surprise me is the fact that the American people have let these masters of the universe do to them what they have done. A well-armed people who are allowing themselves to be treated like crap. The founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence already instructed the country what to do in a situation like this. I used to wonder how the Russian people could have acted like such sheep and animals during the Bolshevik, during, well, not just during, during and even after the Bolshevik Revolution. I wondered, with so many people and so few masters, how could they have allowed themselves to be treated like animals? But it seems that now I'm watching in horror as a similar fate falls on my own country. I never imagined these things could happen there, and I never would have believed the, believed the speed in which it has happened. Well, that's enough for now. Come back next time for the Mark and Russia broadcast. And until that time, goodbye. <laughs>